0: From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Lars Gottrich. It's the best music of the month show. Here's Open Mike Eagle. I'm half ghost, half baby. The fat lady sang it was bars I ghost wrote. Trying to make
1: my way to Mars so I could sell dope guilt-free. Project buildings built me. And I done felt everything except rain. It's too much trauma, it's not a rom-com Counting the dust bunnies on the end of the pom-poms Big mom's oxtails get down, rise wells, Swans get carpet-bombed with blonde bombshells I used to hate Los Angeles, and am scared of police as part of a weight loss regimen. And I'm spare from force radio hellos, making sure the bass slaps the degeo cello. In my hood, watch for enemy handbands, sick folks cop
0: glittery band pants. Hand in
1: my nose like I'm literally red man.
0: I am joined today here by Sheldon Pierce. Hey, Sheldon.
2: Hello, Lars.
0: And Marissa LaRusso. Hey. Hi. And y'all, it's getting close to year end. Last season, are are y'all are y'all ready? No. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's too much great music, Lars.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm I'm still uh, coping, I guess.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we've got a couple months left in the year, but the NPR Music staff is here to share some of our favorite albums released in October. Open Mike Eagle is a rapper originally from Chicago, but has been based out of LA for a minute. I've always been drawn to his introspection and intricate wordplay, and his new album called Component System with the Auto Reverse plays with nostalgia in a way that I haven't heard too often. Uh, Sheldon, tell me about this record.
2: Yeah, Open My Eagle is one of my favorite rappers, not just because he's like a preternaturally gifted lyricist, as you mentioned, um, or because he has like a dry sense of humor and great comedic timing, but because he has like this willingness to like turn that piercing wit inward and sort of dissect his whole life in a way that really feels like a reckoning. In 2020, like he released. An album called Anime Trauma and Divorce that sort of wrestled with his entire life coming apart. Even in that moment, he was able to sort of find the laughs in it, and there's like a lot of Shonen-style references that make sense of it in, in this cartoonish way. This record, feels like a a return to his roots in a way that is important, like in the aftermath of trauma, sort of trying to make sense of your whole life and turning to the past to do that. Uh, When he was younger, he used to like tape hip hop shows on college radio stations in Chicago. And that's where he heard like the music that informed his taste and made him the rapper he is, like Organized Confusion, Digging in the Crates Crew, and of course MF Doom. Uh, And he made this record in the spirit of those tapes. Um, In an interview he did with Nate Patron, which you can read on npr.org slash music, uh, he called it leaning back for a specific kind of resource that informs what he's doing now. And it does feel like his attempt to like center himself after a bunch of setbacks and remind him why he loves rap in the first place. And as he raps in conversation with the past, he seems to like get a better sense of what this was all for.
3: Yeah, Sheldon, I think um, in terms of what you said about his sense of humor, I really felt like listening to this record right before we taped this, like, he is so introspective and yet still there's something about his con- his delivery that can be so conversational. And then he'll drop a line that is so funny, it really would catch me off guard. Like in peak lockdown raps, he says, I got a discount code for therapy. I hit go and I got rickrolled, apparently.
1: I got a discount code for therapy. I hit go and I got Rick Rolled, apparently. It was a big blow. This is unfortunate, like two twins raised
0: each in a different orphanage. That really
3: that, made me laugh out loud.
0: That's, that's a very Marissa line right there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Something for everyone in this record.
0: <laughs> I think the thing that I was struck by, and especially in that interview that uh, we ran on, on NPR Music, is that so much uh, throwbacky golden age hip hop projects basically just sound like the past. And, you know, if you're raised in that, or you love that, uh, that can scratch a certain kind of itch. And it's nice. For me, I tend to forget that project existed because it doesn't feel like it's engaging with the past in a way that makes it feel present or conversational. Whereas open Mike Eagle with this record really feels like he is not only Engaging with his past, but he is wondering like what it makes him now and what he wants to learn from that person that it used to be and from the scene as it used to be. And I think a perfect example of that is a track called For Doom.
1: My dance ain't the prettiest, my pain ain't the veinsiest My pancreas is fucked the fuck up like Sidon Nancy's is I think miscellaneous and I talk like a know-it-all I used to buy vodka, was basically isopropanol I've no rings stolen from a whole host of elf kings In my bedroom crying like a soul-broken well
0: playing the news and not I know this is a track you want to play as well. How does For Doom fit in the, the context of the rest of the record? Yeah, For Doom is
2: really interesting because I think it really shows that this record is in conversation with the past in a lot of different ways. Like not only is he specifically referencing his very brief relationship, his personal relationship with Doom, his working relationship with Doom, but then he's also referencing the way that Doom informs his style, both lyrically in in terms of cadence and flow and content. He is, is super referential in this way, pulling from the past to inform the way that he works now in a way that also lets you know... like. This is a a continuum. This is a lineage. Like this is something that was passed to him and something that he's carrying on into the future.
0: Open Mike Eagle. The album is called Component System with the Auto Reverse. We've been singing the praises of Natalia the Forcade for many years. Here's Felix Contreras from Alt Latino on her new album called De Todas Las Flores.
2: Mexican vocalist Natalia Laforcada's new album, De Todas Las Flores, is her first album of original material in seven years. She spent that time rediscovering Mexican folk music and winning a whole bunch of Latin Grammys for that in the process. But she says she was writing the whole time on the side, and the result is a stripped-down elegance that she says started as a single flower, then became a garden of her personal history and stories. Her featured collaborator is guitarist Mark Rabot, who always adds just the right notes and tone to make this album another new statement from Natalia LaFortana.
4: Cúrate, hita el dolor con nuestra luz del sol y los rayos de la luna Cúrate, hita el dolor con el sonido del río la cascada y la espuma Con el vaivén del mar que va y bien el vaivén del mar, que va y viene, deja que te ame. Cúrate mi niña, con las hojas de la menta y la hierba buena, ponle amor al té. En lugar de azúcar, toma y mira las estrellas.
0: The album is De Todas Las Flores by Natalia Vorkade. There was a ton of great music released in October. We're gonna get to some personal picks from our panel, say that five times fast, in the lightning round later on. But I just wanted to mention some major titles that feel like they could be here in contenders. Taylor Swift released Midnight's. So you can hear a conversation about that album from our pals at Pop Culture Happy Hour. Don Richard, forever resisting convention, collaborated with the composer Spencer Zahn on pigments. The noisy pop band Always, that's always with two Vs, never knew why, returned with its first album in five years. The album is called Blue Rev. The truly undefinable Benjamin Clementine, released And I Have Been. Ann Powers wanted me to alert y'all to a collection of early recordings by Terry and Maggie Roach called Kin Yasi the Sun. Our colleague Stephen Thompson is in love with Dirt Femme, the latest by Swedish pop singer Tuve Lu. The Berlin-based experimental composer Lucretia Dalt explored the tropical music of her Colombian upbringing on Ai. It's absolutely brilliant. There's a song cycle performed by Shara and the chamber orchestra, A Far Cry uh, called The Blue Hour and Ile, the Puerto Rican singer, released Nacarile. Let's get back to our picks. Jess Williamson and Waxahachie's Katie Crutchfield teamed up as the country duo Planes for a new album. Here's Hurricane from I Walked With You Aways.
3: I blow into town babe I do my worst, it's true Yourself.
0: After spending a decade or so in indie rock, both Katie and Jess have been slowly leaning into their southern roots, incorporating more country and Americana into their sound. But if you've been paying attention, that spiritual twang was always there. Uh, Marissa, what's been your experience with this record?
3: Lars, I'm so excited to talk to you about this because I know that you also are a big fan. Um, I think the thing that I love the most about this record is that it is a bestie project. Um, Katie and Jess met several years ago. They became really great friends really fast in addition to just like being big fans of each other's music. And so after Katie put out St. Cloud, this incredible Waxahachie record in 2020, she was like exhausted, didn't feel like she could do a whole new Waxahachie album right away, but also it was like early lockdown and she wanted to do something creative. And she and Jess were like, oh, we should have a band. We like so much of the same music. We love each other's music. What if we wrote songs together? And also what I love about this record is that it's so focused. Like you said, Lars, you know, both of these songwriters have been drifting back towards their country roots. Lately in their own songwriting, Katie is from Alabama, Jess is from Texas. They both grew up on country music and pop country. And this record is basically an homage to those sounds that they grew up on. And I feel like it also really combines the best elements of each of them as songwriters. You know, you got big feelings, you have their voices, which are both so magnificent, this very detail-rich storytelling, but it feels really cohesive even though it's, you know, written by these two distinct songwriters. Lars, I want to know what you think of this record, too.
0: I know Katie's music much better than I know Jess's. So I've been kind of going back with Jess's music a Mm -hmm. little bit since this record came out. The thing is, and you you wrote about this a little bit in the review that you did for this record. Katie's always been a little bit country. She just hit it. Totally. And, you know, this is something that a lot of people have been coming out saying that they felt, you know, ashamed of their Southern roots and heritage and their accent. And so they hid all of those things from view. And on this record, it it really does feel like uh, a homecoming. Uh, On this record, they talk about trucks. They they talk about heartbreak. They talk about very country-ass things, right? Mm
3: -hmm. You got country roads. You have (laughs) thunderstorms. Oh, yeah, it's all there. But
0: there's a little bit of both a playfulness and a pushback.
2: Yeah, I'm glad Marissa mentioned, like, the sort of bestie aspect of it. Because, like, the (laughs) word is that they, like, bonded over a Terry Allen performance. And when they started recording together, that the country stuff just like sort of surfaced. And to me, it really does feel like artists embracing one another through this thing that they love. And also there's this unburdening that comes from not having this autobiographical focus, right? They get to come together as songwriters and try to unify their two songwriting practices, being able to do some character work and like let stories take their course and there's this thematic consistency throughout the record a lot of blowing into town and leaving in a hurry driving fast and driving (laughs) west and and it all sort of carries from song to song in this sort of really interesting arc both are obvious songwriting talents but I think the true joy of the record is in the harmonies. The way their voices curl together for like the first hook on Last to Earth feels so affirming of the idea of the song of like coupling one last time before jetting out of town and and finding something else like greener pastures are out there. But let's remember this one night. Um, it's, it's really sort of powerful stuff. I'm most moved by this stuff that seems to be almost moving in waltz time, Abilene, Easy, I Walked With You Always, those stick out to me. But no record of wrongs, you just get
0: swept up in the current of it. You, you mentioned Abilene. Uh, that's one of the songs that Jess Williamson wrote. So let's hear a little bit of that track.
2: We don't need to talk about Abilene Cause Abilene don't mean no coffee
4: door.
0: is I Walked With You aways by Plains, the collaborative project between Katie Crutchfield and Jess Williamson. And now, to shift gears a bit, here's a few moments of tranquility. Earlier this month, the Icelandic pianist Vikinger Olofsson released a new album, and NPR Music's Tom Heisinger is on hand to tell us about it. Hey, thank you, Lars. You know, the first thing
4: to know about this new album called From Afar is that it's an intimate affair. It really feels like a conversation between you and Vikinger Olofsson and and the composers that he's chosen for the album. I really love this rarely heard piece by Robert Schumann that comes very early on in the record. Um, And Schumann is doing his best J.S. Bach impersonation here. Uh, Just listen to the gorgeous waterfall of cascading notes and voices that file in one right after another. From Vikingar Olofsson's new album, that's Schumann's Study in Canonic Form. Olofsson says that this is his most personal album, by the way, and a cool thing that he did to make it so personal was that he recorded all of the tracks on a grand piano, like what we just heard, and then the same music on an upright piano, which offers a real special intimacy, I think. Um, Also, some of the music here is stuff that Olofsson has played since he was a kid, uh, especially the music of Bela Bartok. And let's check out this catchy little melody. It's really beautiful. Um, it's a Hungarian folk song titled White Lily, and this time we hear Olafsson play the upright piano.
0: Thanks, Tom. That was Fakinger Olofsson playing music by Bartok on his new album, From Afar. We are going to take a quick break and come back with more of the best music released in October. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor Smartwool. From hiking summits to running errands, backcountry skiing to couch surfing, Smartwool bass layers are everything you need to go anywhere. They make versatile merino wool base layers that offer all-day comfort for all your adventures. They're the first layer you'll want to put on and the last layer you'll want to take off. Enjoy 15% off your first order and find the right base layer for you at smartwool.com. Welcome back. It's the Best Music of the Month podcast from All Songs Considered. I'm Lars Gottrich. I'm joined by Sheldon Pierce and Marissa Russo. And we have one more album to feature, but let's take a moment to mention some other music released in October that we'll come back to all year. Marissa.
3: My personal pick is an album by the band Palm. The record is called Mix and Grazes. Uh Palm is a rock band from Philly. I have really loved their music for a while and they have consistently been just one of my favorite bands to see live. There's just this like sense of communication between the four people in the band and the way that everyone kind of locks into these crazy little repetitive grooves. It honestly really feels like you're being teleported to a new dimension. Just incredible. And I feel like they captured that on this new record. It feels pretty ambitious um, in terms of the way they kind of pushed the sounds of the guitars on the record, the electronic production of the record. But most importantly, and I think this is so crucial to Palm, it sounds really fun. They sound like they are having fun making this music and is really just a delightful record to get lost in.
0: All right, Sheldon. else you've been listening to this month my pick is the new album
2: from the english rapper loyal carner which is the opposite of fun actually his debut album yesterday's gone was nominated for the 2017 mercury prize which is awarded to the best album release in the uk but it's pretty clear that this new record hugo is the record that he's been working towards the whole time on this record he thinks a lot about life through the lens of new fatherhood and also thinking about his relationship with his own dad and how that all colored his experience growing up in the UK. On the track Blood on the Nikes in particular, he raps about seeing violence too young and having to grow up too soon. And he's working through all of that trauma to not imprint upon his own son in the future. And it's a really powerful record.
0: We're going to stay in the UK, actually. The band Moyne, M-O-I-N, is a uh, a trio based out of London. All three members are involved in the experimental and electronic scenes, and they decided to form a rock band. They put out a record that I adored last year called Moot, and it had some big Unwound and Fugazi and Shellac energy, big riffs, and they've immediately followed it up with a record called Paste. And this record is just far more subdued the riffs aren't as big, and I'm in love with this record. Here's a little bit of the track called Forgetting Is Like Syrup, which is a great song title. Okay, our last pick for best music of October is by Maral. Uh, here's Mari's Groove from the album Ground Groove. You're gonna want to crank it. This is my pick for the best music of October. And uh, Meryl is an Iranian-American DJ and producer based in LA. And for the last few years, she's been workshopping and warping samples of Iranian classical folk and pop music into these uh, dubby and clubby sounds. And I've just found it extremely thrilling. And she is working in the hip-hop tradition of honoring and reigniting her ancestors, but very specific to the ancestors of her past. And specifically, these are songs found on mixtapes that her parents have made of music from their homeland. And now, as she is reaching into the past to create basically like a very lush beat tape, the past seems to be talking back. There's a moment, especially in Mari's groove, where it's got that stutter beat for like a minute and it's really wobbly and then it suddenly shifts and it's almost like one of the ghosts is saying, hold up, this is how the song actually goes. (laughs) (laughs) And the the album is full of moments like that. I was wondering what what y'all took away from this record
2: yeah my favorite kind of club music is stuff that would almost never be played in an actual club so i love them all (laughs) Um, and i love sampling as noise music you mentioned sort of the hip-hop connection but i think the link between her stuff and dub really clicked for me on the last record when she like collaborated with lee scratch perry the idea of like manipulating recordings into something that can be organic in its own right but this record is still super heady like there's a scene in the matrix reloaded where morpheus gives a big liberation speech in like this giant cavern and then they basically have like a rave night afterwards and i'm always thinking about what kind of music would be playing in there and come around and like mari's groove that's like cave rave music like, it is just about so raw and so advanced you just want to jump around to it
3: Yeah, I wasn't as familiar with Moral's music before you showed us this album, Lars, and what I was thinking about is how timely it felt to be turned onto an album about, you know, embracing and challenging concepts of Iranian classical music and culture in this moment of mass feminist uprising in Iran. And, you know, it really speaks to this... Idea not just of kind of carrying tradition proudly into the current moment, but also showing this idea that culture is not a static thing and cultural traditions like aren't this thing that is preserved in amber from the past. They're living, breathing things that move with people that are ultimately defined by the people who are invested in them, like, in any given moment. And it just really feels like this music is a testament to that.
0: I love that. That's Groundproof by Maral. And that's the best music released in October 2022. Thanks to Marissa Russo, Shelvin Pierce, Felix Contreras, and Tom Oh, Always good to talk music with y'all.
3: Thanks, Lars.
2: Yes,
0: thanks for having me. This episode was produced by Robin Hilton and was cut and mixed by Tom Paisenka. You can find all the songs and albums we played in the show description on npr.org/slash all songs from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Lars Gottrich. Thanks for listening, y'all.